it's Twinkam, it's me Connor, I'm here with Jack, we're going to talk about the week's motoring news, motorsport news as well, and we'll dive straight into it, and uh, we'll go through the results of what's happened in the weekend, uh, through esports, we've got the race, it happened at Silverstone, in an old Brabham, it was a fantastic uh, event of two races, but the main, the main news was that Button won the championship with second place uh, that he got in the first race, and um, but the sort of headlines were sort of taken away from him because Alonso again won both the races for a second week in a row, uh, coming from the back of the grid on the second race. Um, absolutely dominated the first race. It was a great showing, and everyone's saying, oh, imagine if Alonso was in it from the start. Um, we, we get a Mercedes F1 sort of uh, or, or Red Bull uh, uh, lead from start to finish, which is um, uh, not what we want to see, but. Alonso's been fantastic. He's he's only had the sim rig for about a week or so, I think. And then, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's been fantastic. And then we'll move on to Formula E. Uh, Stoffel van Dorn, he won, I think it was in New York. I didn't watch it, but um, it sort of lightens up the mood from Formula E after Daniel Apt got, uh, got the sack from Audi. Uh, he Jeez. has released a video. Exactly. He has released a video. Um explaining why he did what he did um it is in german but it has got english subtitles uh it does seem very genuine but at the end of the day he's lost his job which is a, you know it's a bit it's a bit harsh on audi's front but i mean i suppose that's you know, that's a topic brand. for a, for another podcast is was it a justified you know reaction to what he did or was it you know does everyone believe that it was genuinely just a joke and should this have an effect on someone's genuine career um I mean, we can either discuss that another time or maybe delve into it later. But yeah, it was a dark week last week. So as Connor has already said, it's been a much better week this week. And there's plenty of esports news, isn't there, Connor? As loads. Um, with the Le Mans virtual uh, entry list has been released. Um, lots of different drivers have been uh, confirmed. Uh, the biggest sort of, in, in my opinion... The biggest and best two teams, really. You've got uh, Team Redline, you've got Max Verstappen, Lando Norris. Um, they're together with other two drivers. Um, you've also got Alonso and uh, uh, Barrichello. They're teaming up in Alonso's team. And uh, you've also got, where is it? I can't remember. Oh, yeah, they're all French lineup Jean Eric Verne, Pierre Gasly. Uh, who else? Oh, you can tell I've done my research here. Uh, Louis Delatraz, Tom Dillman, Juan Pablo Montoya, Mike Conway, Buemi, Panis, PK Jr., um, Prio, Norman Nato, uh, who else? Pagano, Camille Kobayashi, Brendan Hartley, um, Pietro Fittipaldi, Tony Kanan. You've got so many drivers, and that's just in LMP2. Uh, they're all driving the same cars, uh, but then you go down to the GTE category. And you've got obviously the Ferrari absolutely decked with like um, all their, you know, academy drivers. Uh, you've got Charles Leclerc, Giovinazzi, uh, Benito, Tonitza, uh, Fisichella, Felipe Massa is back in the Ferrari. That's good to see. Um, uh, Jan Magnussen is racing uh, in a Corvette. Uh, let's go on to the second page. Anyone interesting here? Junkadella, uh, Neil Jarni. So, you know, Nick Tandy. These 
Alex Lynn, Harry Tinknell, these drivers, uh, you know, sort of tried and tested. You've got a couple of former, uh, Formula E, you've got a couple of uh, like esports drivers in there as well, which will shake things up a bit. Um, I think um, I think it's going to be a fantastic race to see, and it's some certainly something that I'm going to be watching. And it's not um, it's not going to take anything away from the Le Mans event. I think it's fantastic that. You know, Formula One drives like Leclerc and Verstappen and Norris are in there, whereas they might not have got the chance to do it in real life. Maybe they could do it later on in their careers. Um, so, yeah, it's good to see that. I think what uh, Connor and I might do is when this uh, Le Mans series does start up, we have been talking about actually doing some commentating um, every now and then because, as you can tell, we love talking about bullshit and ourselves clearly which is why we started our own <laughs> podcast so what we might do is we might bring you the um highlighted cuts of the Mont le mans series with our commentary over it um and our reactions to that uh so that might be its own separate little episode at some point when is it it's uh is it, yeah. is it this weekend is it or is it next weekend do you know what my mate told me it might have been this weekend let me because i didn't actually see I have a feeling it might be this weekend. I'm definitely not Googling it right now because I know the answer. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't say. Coming to you very soon, I think, is as far as the best yeah. we can get. I think it's probably this weekend um, from mem from memory. Um, yeah, we'll probably yeah. do something 13th, 14th of June. Oh, well, next weekend. Next weekend. Next weekend. Right then. In that case, you can expect a podcast then um, of us. Maybe <laughs> even a YouTube video because we have been talking about uploading a, you know, a, a channel and a few videos. So who knows? You might you might see. Um, right then. So moving on from the Formula E or Formula E, the esports news. Esports um, into the real world news. You know where things actually happen. Um, so. First of all, we've got a, quite a lot of F1 news to get through. Um, so, first of all, um, Silverstone has been given the go-ahead by the government to host the two Grand Prix. Thank God we will be back underway. Um, I believe that they will be running it in two directions, both clockwise and anti-clockwise. Um, I don't think anyone's ever raced anti-clockwise around that circuit. Um, so that'll be. I think it's still in... the Yeah, they're still talking about it because... Uh, they were talking about it initially because... Silverstone is one of the tracks that if they were to do a uh, reverse grid, uh, reverse race, then it would be able to be happening uh, because of safety issues. Um, whereas other circuits won't won't be able to do that. So it is an it is an option, but I don't think they'll do it. I think they'll just do a sprint race and a, a longer race. Um, hmm. They were going to talk about reverse grids. Um, so rather than have a qualifying round, they do a championship. Um, like championship decided grid to do a first race and then they'll do a reverse grid from that. But I think the only team I say, I think I know the only team voting against it is Mercedes, which is ridiculous. You know, if you want, you, you know, your car to be out there, you want to show them that your car can go through a field of cars, create exciting racing rather than just sit at the front and just dominate. That is, uh, I think it's very, very sad. And it's, um, I, I don't know. I, I want to see something different now than Formula One. Mm, well, unfortunately, I think that is the way it's going. Well, we'll see what happens with these new uh, cost caps as of next year. Um, but yeah. back to Silverstone, they said um, just, you know, 
obviously safety is paramount here. So um, the races will be held behind closed doors with no spectators allowed. Uh, the teams will take a minimum number of operational staff so that it won't be the full circus flying into town. And the personnel will also be tested uh, before travelling to ensure the virus is free from all teams. Um, they'll all be flown on pri uh, private jets uh, and tested every couple of days while they're at the events. Uh, teams will be kept apart from each other and stay in different hotels to which they'll be uh, travel by bus to uh, minimise contact to the public. The European part is scheduled for uh, 2020 season earlier this week. Plans to start the campaign with two races in Austria um, on the 5th and 12th as well and um, followed by a third in Hungary on, I think it was about January the 19th or 20th. Mm. The Silverstone events that we're talking about here will be... Um, will follow up in early August before it's, I uh, believe, further races in Spain, Belgium and Italy. So that's um, our coronavirus... Oh, God, we'll get monetized for that. Sorry, the coronavirus news. Um, <laughs> and then we've got a slightly sad bit of news. I think uh, we all saw this coming sooner or later with the current performances, but as many of you will probably already know that Williams Formula One team uh, is up for sale as the losses have just become insurmountable. It's been down to a, you know, a numerous number of things, um, but it's sad to see, you know, the once dominant Formula One team that is Williams after 43 years um, with Frank Williams at the helm sort of start to, you know, make its way down. Um, I think there's, I mean, it's not a given that it's up for sale, but they are. That is the highest possibility at the moment. Uh, they're looking for the they're, the right sort of yeah. strategic options. They're looking for investment, and one will point to their driver Latifi, whose old man is very, 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 very rich. Um, and also, I saw on Twitter that Rich Energy. The owner no. of that had... Um, no. Yeah, I know. Exactly. No, not so him last again. Year, Williams put forward. Williams put forward a livery and uh, like a, a, I don't know, sponsorship event for Rich Energy. Um, but they, instead of going Rich Energy, they chose to go for uh, their title sponsor to be Rocket Mobile Phones. Um, and they've now terminated their deal with Rocket. As of so, a, as a, With immediate effect as well immediate effects yeah so i'm not too sure whether the i don't know did, did, did rocket disagree with some things that williams were doing did uh, williams disagree with some other aspects of sponsorship that rocket were doing i, I think, don't know because rocket sponsored the whole um the race series it's, it's a bit bizarre isn't it because you would have thought if you were struggling for a bit of cash the last thing you want to do is terminate your title sponsor with immediate effect um Unless obviously it's I rich think, energy. <laughs> I think the idea, yeah, I think the idea of it is, is that because uh, Rocket were signed up to a five-year deal, I think it was five years, that that would have that would play more into Williams being able to sell the the team. I think then that would make the contract null and void if they were to sell the team. I don't know about law. I don't know too much about sponsorship rights or anything like that. But that's between part the two parties. Um, but yeah, it's very bizarre that Williams have terminated that deal. Um, but they are looking for investment I very think soon. Another, but another thing that's slightly 
curious about that as well. So they've done it in the same week um, that Liberty Media have introduced this budget cap for next season, uh, which will ultimately ease the financial burden on the teams, especially you know post pandemic. So again, that's another well, they, reason. They said it was uh, it was an opportunity for investors to come in and not spend too much money. Yeah, it just seems like a very odd time to do this when all the cars are sort of looking in their favour, as it were, you know, with, with things looking the right way. But it, this, there is a slight side piece to this. Um, um, Renault, technical chief advisor, um, has also explained today that the French car manufacturer, um, it does intend to stay in F1, even though, you know, despite the amount of money that they've sunk in. Um they will be having a massive restructuring plan, um, but there will be a total of 15,000 jobs cut from this restructure. Um, so that's a huge number of people out of work. But obviously, it's it's a restructure rather than Williams going that could completely dissolve. We don't know. You know, we we may have another team buy the company, or another team buy the team, um, or they may just be liquidised. We might unfortunately lose an entire team from the grid, which would be. A real shame, I think, because we haven't had that for a well since Catrum, and even then they had their last crowdfunded race. I think it was Marisha or Manor. Oh, it was Manor, wasn't it? It was about the same time, wasn't it? Twenty fourteen. I think it was about a year after. I think. Oh yeah. um, The uh, I reckon there's a lot of people who want to buy a Formula One team, um, especially with the way that the cost cap is going. Um, there'll be my, not necessarily a manufacturer coming, but I reckon a privateer will come in. I tell you what, do you know who I'd really like to see back? Van Wall. That's a that's going back even away from me. <laughs> I think I would either like to see oh, Jordan make a return. Jaguar. Yeah. Would be an interesting one. Oh, that would never happen. <laughs> Yeah, especially since their road cars aren't reliable anyway, let alone when... And also, the last time they entered a Formula 1 race, they lost, what, 600 grand in diamonds. Which is a podcast I would like to do at some point. But also, my <laughs> sort of wild card, I'd like to see Shadow return. Do you remember the Shadow cars? I do remember Shadow. Yeah, I want to see Shadow make a return to the grid. An all-black Formula 1 car. I'd love to see... I don't know we're getting off topic here, but I'd love to see the Jordan name back. Because of the iconic liveries, the yellow and then the green and um, the green and red of uh, the, like the seven up livery, the one nine. seven up. One nine two. Jaguar will never come back because of JLR. Um, but I, I don't know really. I think I'd like to see a new team on the same line as Haas, but not what Haas done. And sort of like scamming Ferrari stuff. I think if they're going to do it, they would. I t- I tell you what, and this is another podcast in itself. I reckon Formula One should go to three car racing, three car teams. I think I mentioned it before, but three car teams are probably the the way to go. What about Porsche? Um, just more racing. What, huh? what about Porsche? Porsche could be one. How interesting would it be to see Porsche? in the mix if they ever got their act together vw vw never uh, have come out and said they would not be entering any um engine power or f- fully engine powered 
I don't know how they worded it, but they're basically only doing electric racing now. Well, do you know what would be quite interesting? if actually, Because you know how McLaren make all the ECUs for everyone in both Formula 1 and IndyCar. Yeah. What if mm. Porsche or Volkswagen, given they've got the IDR, make the battery packs or the electric motors? I don't know. That'd be quite an interesting so. way of doing it. Yeah, I don't know, really. Well, I don't know if they're independent or if they're like I know Ferrari would have their own one, Honda and but I don't know if like Williams would have made their own battery for, for the Merck engine or not. But I don't, I've no idea. Well then, right. I think so, yeah. that's we'll move on from our motoring news and more into the automotive world. Um, so I think first of all we'd like well, I say I'd like to kick off with this is not a story I want to cover, because uh, it's not the nicest thing in the world. So, I, th- I don't know if many of you remember, but last year the Porsche 935 track-only version was released, which was basically, you know, uh, a non-road legal, no-rule set track day car uh, based on the original 935 Turbo from the 70s. Um, now, this car was um, supposed to be delivered in February, but it was to uh, a Monaco resident, but it was unfortunately stolen. Um I think the owner reportedly paid between 1.25 and 1.5 million dollars for the car. Um, I mean, I don't know if many of you have had your car nicked. It's not the nicest thing, especially when you've spent a sizable chunk of change on it. Um, but obviously, there are, there's only 77 examples ever built by the company. Uh, this particular one has zero miles on the clock, so you can imagine that it's worth a fair old bit. And it's also got, for Mr. Mitchell, the martini livery on it, so... Oh, we all know yeah. that adds a thousand horsepower, um, but <laughs> it's unlikely that any of you have ever seen the car or will ever hear anything of it. But if you do, make sure you report it to the authorities. <laughs> and that's it on that. I'd rather not cover the sad stories. Right. So our next story uh, comes from Italia. Um, that's my appalling Italian impression for those of you that were wondering. Um, the big relaunch of one of the many thought. Uh, oh, one of the big relaunches, um, which was meant to be back in May, was uh, Maserati's MC20's debut that has now been postponed due to the disruption by the Rona, like everything else has. Um, now, obviously, the last car that Maserati produced along the supercar lines was the MC12, which was essentially an ugly-bodied Enzo. You know, same sort of thing. But uh, it has now been reported that this will be a standalone project with no external input, especially from Ferrari, since Fiat have now sold their shares in in ferrari back in what 2016 or whatever it was um this is supposed to be a very limited run supercar um it's apparently going to be electrified obviously there's not much we know on it so it's going to be a hybrid there's going to be some sort of mid-mounted engine in the middle probably a v12 being maserati uh maybe even be a v6 um yep with that electric propulsion um it's expected to be, well, in the low six figures, but I highly doubt that. Um, I have a feeling it's going to start creeping up once you've fluttered your wallet a bit and ticked a couple of boxes. I think you're going to be looking at more 165, 170, around that sort of mark. Um, and then apparently there'll be a convertible version in 2021. Um, and we're going to have sort of uh, a carbon fiber tub, a lot like the McLaren's. 
Um, I think they're taking quite heavy inspiration from the old Alpha Romeo 4C, which is a strange place to draw inspiration since it wasn't a great car. Um, apparently, the chassis is going to be developed by Dallara, and it's going to weigh about 60, 70 kilos, which for a chassis tub is quite something. Um, and to have Dallara's know-how involved is going to be, you know, endlessly beneficial to the car. Um, at the moment, that's all we really know on the car. Um, so we'll see. I mean, like I said, could be any number of engines. I think the biggest sort of um, lead at the moment towards engines is the same, uh, what is it, 3-litre V6 that's in the Alfa uh, Alfa Romeo Giulia at the moment. That's but charged beyond whatever, you know, to get it up there, probably in the region of 600 horsepower. Um, so that is the end of the news this week. Um, we hope you've enjoyed this episode. We will be back again next week. Um, no, sorry, later this week with another sort of longer podcast. Um, we hope you enjoyed the last one. Um, we had good fun doing that one, actually, didn't we? A bit of a laugh this last time. last one was good, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, if you've got any feedback, let us know in the in uh, via Instagram or by email. Um, and we will see you later on this week. Thanks for watching. Or thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Take care. Bloody hell, man. You and this podcast. <laughs> I'm either tired or a bit drunk. Go for the drunk one. It's more excusable. <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you very much for tuning in, and we'll see you later on in the week. Bye!